We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocket can. How is Draymond Green avoiding a suspension here? How? <laughs> I, 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 I know they've had a thousand meetings about this as Steve Kerr took to the podium yesterday, finally addressed this. And, you know, he said, we've had meetings. Every combination of person has had a meeting. We've talked and we talked. And he's going to get a fine that we have no idea what it is. He's a millionaire anyways. I don't think the fine is going to hurt him. And he's back with the team tomorrow. Well, Aaron Donald swung a helmet in practice, a co-practice with two teams. Right. Uh, the Bengals, I believe. Yep. The, so, and he did not get suspended. So could you say the reason is because it's a practice and not a game? And that is not something league should have jurisdiction over. That should be a team decision. Well, so the team could it, do whatever he wants. The team suspended Draymond for shouting at Kevin Durant. That's Kevin Durant. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not if, Jordan Poole. If Jordan Poole wanted to know where he's into the pecking order, just newsflash, you're not Kevin Durant status. That if someone punches you in the face, they do not get suspended for a game. I think the Warriors are really letting Draymond skate here. And and honestly, I know we're not privy to all the conversations they had. If there's more that comes out about things that Draymond's dealing with in his personal life. I mean, honestly, even that feels like a real cop-out because you're an adult and we all saw the video. And to take it to that level is so egregious that no matter even what Jordan Poole may have said, like, hey, it's okay, we'll bury the hatchet. I mean, Kevon Looney said that Draymond Green, it's going to take a lot for him to win the trust of the team back. I mean, do our actions have no consequences whatsoever, Perloff, where you can just haul off and slug a teammate and everyone's yeah. going to chalk it up to like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, don't worry about it. Our team chemistry is going to be fine. No, it's totally baffling. And the Warriors went from, in my opinion, last year, the feel-good team in the NBA. How can you not root for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and this guy, Draymond Green, with no talent, who still is a <laughs> Hall of Famer. Everything about them, these young guys are coming up, and everyone's great. Now, this is a black cloud over their season. I think, how can you root for them as a neutral team? if Unless you're already a fan of the Warriors, I don't know, I feel like this makes them unlikable. Is that unfair? I think it makes Draymond really unlikable. I think it makes, I think it, it clouds the whole team. Well, the fact like, that they're not, like, basically, yeah. I mean, holding them accountable with just a fine, I, I, I don't know. Like, Listen, I just think it sends a bad message. I do. I, I think totally. it sends a message that, you know, you can punch somebody. Like, I know this happens, too. We're not naive. We in get practice, that this yeah. happens in practices where guys get in fights. We understand it. But there is also a responsibility I think you have where not everyone is treated the same, obviously, but you want it to be fair. And the only thing that would be fair here is suspending him for at least a game. And the other part about it is it feels like there's a lot of other things at play here that are keeping them from suspending him. Like, number one, the fact they have the ring ceremony. Well, yeah. Like, that... they didn't want it to be awkward. What are we doing? Because you don't want the ring ceremony to be awkward. You know, you can push the ring ceremony off to another date. That's not, no, the Ten Commandments don't say, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not yeah. kill, thou shalt not have a ring ceremony on the fifth game of the season instead of the first. Well, you know, I'm watching Amazon's Rings of Power, and rings are, <laughs> yeah. rings are kind of a big yeah. deal. <laughs> actually, Lords I, of the Rings, yeah. That is actually not the worst reason. I, I kind of get it. Oh, my gosh. I just rolled my <laughs> eyes at Perloff massively. I kind of get it. Like, First of all, it doesn't matter if they suspend. That's the other thing. Like, What is suspending him one out of an 82-game season in the NBA when pretty much the first 77 games don't mean a darn thing well, to I anybody? Mean, and let's be honest. Draymond missed like three months last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he missed came playoff back, games. It was fine. So Draymond could disappear and... until December and we wouldn't even know. But now <laughs> they don't want to suspend him for one game. That's the weird thing about this. It almost feels like they're making a 
bit of a defiant statement. And that's why I think the Warriors are unlikable. Because I, I think the, the mainstream move would have been to suspend him. That's right. what everyone expected. It was disgusting what he did. It was it, He went after a little guy. Like They can never go into a school and say, don't bully anyone when we're a great example of bullying. I'd like to see Draymond go after a guy who weighs more than him now. Like Mr. Tough Guy, you're going after a, a 185-pound two-guard. That's why the, the Warriors went from this feel-good underdog story represented by Steph Curry to this, oh, yeah, they're just like everybody else. Oh, you know what this is going to turn into? What? This is going to be the quote-unquote adversity that they're going to overcome. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let's hear from Steve Kerr first. It says, Steve Kerr, they're obviously taking this very seriously in the way they're talking about it, but not in their actions. No matter what decision you make in a situation like this, um, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, this is the biggest crisis that we've ever had um, since I've been coach here. It's really serious stuff. Um, we're not perfect. You know, our team isn't perfect. Bob and I have definitely made our share of mistakes over the years, um, but we're going to lean on the experience that we have together you know, over the last nine years um, and trust that this is the best decision for our Think team. Think about what he said there. This is the biggest crisis he's encountered. This is Draymond, bigger than Draymond getting suspended in the finals, letting the Cavs back in and ultimately win it. Talking about all the drama with Kevin Durant. We're talking about a million things that probably happened behind the scenes that we've never been privy to. And this is the biggest crisis, yeah. yet a fine, no suspension. That doesn't add up. Well, I think it, I'm going to maybe uh, interpret a little here. Maybe it's the biggest personal crisis for Steve Kerr not a political statement, but Steve Kerr likes to weigh in on things and he likes to weigh in on morality issues. Oh, that's true. And I feel like he's not going to have a leg to stand on this year because the Warriors are going to look bad. I, I feel like, I know Steve Kerr, I've watched him operate, like being a good guy is part of who he who he tries to present himself as. I think he probably Standing is. up for what's right. In standing his up opinion. for what's yep. right. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, look, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of his yep. background. It doesn't mean for, he can't anymore. He, yeah, but I think it's going to look weird this year with Draymond there. I think he's going to have to step back for a little bit. Hmm. I didn't think about it to that extent, but it's a little bit of like the the practice what you preach here. Mm. I mean, he weighs in on a variety of different social issues. Right. So. And, you know, of course, we know his background with his father. Like he's oh, definitely like Devastating. social justice is an important thing to Steve yep. Kerr, uh, which is admirable. So. I, I think Steve, I, I sense some real crisis for him. Like honestly, like kind of sweeping think, this thing under the rug. I think he knows of, what the right yeah. thing to do is yeah. here, and I think for some reason they decided not to do what appears to be the right thing. We don't know why. I mean, we you just mentioned like what's the what's the reason they're being light on him? Is there is there anything they gain from this? Well, the only thing I can think of is when they suspended him, Draymond. That is for a game after he got into it with Kevin Durant in just like a talk, like a shouting match, basically on the court side of a game that Durant and Draymond, when they later buried the hatchet on a podcast said that they thought the suspension actually made it worse, right? Like that right. the front office and coaches didn't handle that correctly. And you know, they, the, both of them, like that was kind of gazy too, because they didn't take any yeah. accountability and basically no, that, push it off on the general manager and the coach. Okay. Whatever. But that that was utter nonsense. What it, they said it, it was insane. But they did say like they thought it made it worse. So maybe that's when he's talking about learning from their past mistakes that you should downplay these things. But like, I don't know, man. He definitely hauled off and slugged this other dude in the face. Like you're not going to be able to sweep this under the rug. Okay, We're, you're a fan of the Warriors. I know that you're a big Steph Curry fan. Like, uh, yeah, like why not? I, aren't you going to kind of root against him a little bit here, or no? Um, I I'm not, I'm not actively rooting against them. But I you're just, not like, oh, man, I can't wait to see them defend their ring. I'll tell you this. 
I don't think I'm as big of like a Draymond underdog story person mm, as okay. I was. You know, like Draymond's story was a really easy one to get behind. Oh, one of the great stories of NBA history. Great stories. That second round pick. We know how important he was to the title teams. And so his story was like easy to root for. And he was an easy to root for guy. And now I'm like, man, he definitely cost him a championship in 2016. He and Durant definitely didn't get along, but like Durant doesn't really, you know, garner a lot of sympathy from yeah, people I mean, because he sort of... seems perpetually unhappy. And now you punch some guy in the face. It just felt like such a weak move. Yeah. So I, a little I guy in the face, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't think that I'm not necessarily going to like be rooting for the Warriors. I'm not necessarily rooting for anybody when it comes to the NBA title. I'm a little agnostic right now with my NBA teams, but I don't know. I'm not, you know I'm I mean, not like, rooting for Draymond. But there's, I think there's feel-good teams and there's not feel-good teams. I think John Moran and the Memphis Grizzlies are somebody yeah. that everybody gets behind. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Zion gets a little bit of that energy if he can get it together in New yeah. Orleans. Definitely the Pelicans. How I think they the Warriors the had Suns that. To seven games. The Warriors had that when they came out of nowhere yeah. in 2015. It's like, oh my gosh, look at these guys. But it, it's gone. You know, the I think the more established teams lose some of that lovable underdog. Well, can I tell you? And just this is an example about Draymond. So here's uh, so he, he spoke at the podium a couple days ago, and he talked for like thirty minutes, right? And he did take a lot of accountability. He said, "There's a black cloud over this franchise now, and I realize I'm the one who put it there." Right? So he did take accountability, but then he also kind of didn't. For whoever leaked the video, it did the same thing to me that it's intended to do to the world. Um, you know, it's an audioless video. Uh, it's a video that cuts to me walking right to him. You know, and so the video serves the purpose that it was supposed to serve. Um, and it had me in the same mind state of like, wow, this is terrible. This is awful. And by the way, it is terrible and it is awful. Like, just because of the way the video is cut up and is not released with audio and all those things. I mean, things. really? Like, this is the gotcha? Someone was like, you know, is is has it in for Draymond Green, so they edited it to make it seem even worse. And let's just say for a moment that's true. It ends with him punching another guy in the face. Unless you can fix that ending, there, I can't believe there's like a conspiracy here to make Draymond look as bad as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, the funny thing is Draymond's not the only one who is making the person who leaked the video into the bad. Like, it feels like a, some concerted efforts to make other people the bad guys here when there's only one bad guy in the situation. And not overall. This doesn't make him a bad guy for life. By no, any no, means. you can I'm come just back saying, from this. But I've heard, I've heard analysts rip Kevin, Kevin Looney for saying that we need to regain trust in Draymond Green. And I've heard people come after a lot, whoever leaked the video, who cares who leaked the video when we're looking at the situation? Like Draymond, you're right. Draymond should go 100% I'm responsible. Not, he should waver on anything. In the school of apologies, and I've apologized many times in my life, <laughs> don't waver. Just take full responsibility Just, and get out. I'm sorry. Get out. My bad. All on me. Accountability. Not like, man, if you really had, like, making it seem like if we had the audio, somehow our opinions on this would be different. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I doubt I, it. I, I kind of want to know the story, though. There's got to be more to the story. Well, and so here's the thing about this situation. I feel like it's going to go one of two ways. Either they really are going to sweep this thing under the rug Mm -hmm. and we're not going to hear about it again and Draymond and this is going to be totally fine and then they're going to re-sign Draymond to a contract extension. He's got one year left after this, a player option. And then everything's going to move and the train just keeps going. Or, or this simmers around the team for the entire season Draymond ends up on another team after this year. And I think that if Draymond ends up on another team, I know 
I forgot who was reporting, Stephen A. Smith, maybe that he wants to go to the Lakers. If he does end up on another team, I think you do trace it back to that moment. Oh, or you could argue they want to get rid of him anyway because they have to pay Poole. They have to pay Wiseman coming up. They have to pay a few. Oh, no, Wiggins, sorry. Yeah. They have to pay Andrew Wiggins. They have to pay Jordan Poole. So they might not want to pay him anyway, regardless of this energy. It might be a convenient way out. And we did see there was a, a couple moments last year, I think it was the playoffs, where Draymond was out and or he came out of the game and things looked a lot smoother. It uh, happened both ways. He did get benched in a game yeah. where things looked good, and then he was reinserted back into the lineup and he looked good. Yeah, so I mean, he, he had a little bit of end, both. Toward the end of the Celtics series, he looked a lot better, but yeah. there was definitely some struggles there. You know, you do look at when Draymond's on the court, you don't really have to defend him. So, no, but he's a good defender. He's so, a good defender. And he's also a great and he's a sick rebounder. He's great. Yeah. But you got the Warriors are looking towards the future. They have Kaminga, they have James, James Wiseman, they have uh Moody, they have Jordan Poole. It's amazing. Like they have some real bright stuff coming. So I don't know if they really want this Draymond Albatross sticking around that much longer. It's a great question. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Draymond's got a fine, no suspension. How does that sit with you? Let us know. You can also weigh in on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl. Coming up, of course, want to hear what you think about Draymond Green. And we've got Tua back at practice. Too soon. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I just heard a very funny sentence from Maggie talking about what we should do this segment. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it in just a moment. But yeah, yeah, first, yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. go to the phones. It involves drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, not you and I doing drugs. 855-212-4CBS. That's a different show. It's a podcast <laughs> that we do. Uh, Kevin is in Harrisburg. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? How you guys doing? Home of Micah Parsons. This is where he went to high school at. I watched him. Oh, Play how football. about that? What was he like in high school? He was he was awesome. Yeah, wait. Uh, by the way, what did you think? He was no, he was like a JV player. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Under he was the pretty radar good. kid who went to Penn State. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, right. JV <laughs> player, right, right. He was an awesome football player. Um, he was a running back actually when he played for the Harrisburg uh, Cougars, high school Cougars. He was a running back, and he was unstoppable as a running back. Man, so I always was, think about these guys in high school. I covered some <laughs> high school football. Uh, when I was first starting out, and it's like that scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Forrest Whitaker, you know, where he's just the destruct, the just destroys oh, yeah. people. Like when you can tell when someone's going to the league and when everyone else yeah. is. Yeah. Now wait, um, Kevin, Lashawn McCoy's from Harrisburg too, right? Did you ever see? Oh that, yeah, he's Shady. a legend from what I've heard. Yeah, they called him Shady. They called him Shady. <laughs> Can you imagine tackling that dude in high school? That would be crazy. No thanks. Bad luck. He was he was phenomenal, but he went to an elite high school here. LaShawn McCoy, he went to an elite high school here, and he excelled. Everybody was watching. But we thought he was going to, like, University of Pitt right off. He went to uh, Ivy League college, went to Pitt. Of course, you know the story. Guy got hurt. He gets in. He's a now – He's the man. Wait, wait, wait. LaShawn McCoy started out in Ivy League College. That can't be right. Not an Ivy League. I'm sorry. Did I say Ivy League? I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you mean Juco or something? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so I'm wait. He, because I thought he was a big high school star. I'm surprised, too. I, I figured he was a prize. He recruit. was. Like I said, he was a high school. He was an Ivy League high school. High school. Got Ivy it, got League. it. Yeah, he was. He was the star. He was a star. 
And I only said that, by the way, not that he's not smart enough to go to Ivy League school. Yeah, but he's but way that was too... a little snooty. No, no, no. I'm not going to lie. No, for be, There's I, no I, way he went no, to no. an Ivy League, he, Mr. Dartmouth. I've yeah. seen him play football. He's way too good to step foot in the <laughs> yeah. Ivy League school. Oh, well, we know like that. that. There's yeah. no way he could have gone to play at an Ivy League school. But anyway, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Perloff looking down the, the bridge way, of his glasses. No way. way he went to an Ivy League. Yes, Kevin, <laughs> what else you got? Played, the way he played in high school is the way he played in the NFL. Yeah, that's scary. You know, he, um, you know, they call the play. If the play was busted, he finds some room to run and run. And it was just like him and Michael Parsons watching them play was like an honor. It was like, yo, look at these guys. Michael Parsons, he was, he excelled everybody on the field. Yeah. It was no, when he walked on the field, they gave him a nickname called Waterboy. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and, he so, and he was so friendly. He didn't care. He he was just like, eh, I'm just a regular dude. I was like, yo, this dude eating hot dogs like us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so anymore. Now he's probably on his way to defensive player of the year after he was defensive rookie of the year last year. All right, Kevin, what do you think about this Draymond Green situation? Hey, real quick. Now imagine Poole going to Steve Kerr and saying, Coach, Draymond hit me. Steve Kerr would look at him and say, so what? The GOAT hit me. <laughs> we got three or four championships after all that. Go back out there. You know, there's no sympathy he's going to get from, he could have gotten from Steve Kerr. Are you serious? Yeah. You know, it's funny, Kevin, and definitely appreciate the call. Don't be a stranger. Fun talking about Micah Parsons and, uh, and Shady McCoy in high school. I was thinking about that because that's obviously one of the most famous practice yeah. fights ever, right, is Definitely. Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr's talked about this a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And he's talked about how it's so weird and people might not understand, but Jordan respected him more after that and their relationship grew because of that moment. But that was a moment also where Jordan was testing him to see, like, would Steve Kerr step up to Michael Jordan, right? Like, would he defend himself? And at least that's the way Kerr tells the story. And, like, that he somehow passed, like, a test to Michael Jordan. It, at least that's how Steve Kerr tells it. That's not the the sense I get here from the Draymond Jordan pool mm. thing. They just want a title together, right? Like, this, to me, looked and felt like Draymond unhinged. And, like, whether or not this was about contracts or whatever was the motivation, it was not about trying to test Jordan Poole whether or not he had what it takes to be part of a championship team. We just saw Jordan Poole win a championship yeah. with the Warriors. Like, the Steve Kerr-Michael Jordan doesn't seem like it's the same context as what went on with the Warriors. Well, it is. The only thing I'll say, Maggie, is that Jordan Poole came out in his next preseason game and scored 23 points in 20 minutes. He looked... I've never seen him put on moves like this. Maybe Draymond Green was partly saying, you can be great, stop screwing around, and it got out of control. So maybe... Maybe it, it makes Jordan Poole a better player. Can you see that scenario? I mean, he looked – I don't know if you saw the highlights of this game. He put a guy on skates in the middle no, of the floor. It. it was great. Well, so, I have a theory about that too. But I think Jordan Poole could become a star, and maybe then people point to, well, that was a defining moment okay. because he is on a trajectory up. So I think that's not fair to Jordan Poole because he was already on his way He's there. All, Yeah, he scored almost 19 points a game last year. He's a great player. Yeah, he was a, he was a, a massive contributor to a finals team. Like yeah. that in and of itself, like if we're going to give Draymond now credit for like Jordan Poole taking off and becoming an all-star, I think that is not giving Jordan Poole enough credit. And again, like somehow giving Draymond the credit when the guy punched him in the face. This, yeah, yeah, you know, right. it's like, how, what are we doing here? Yeah. It's like all coming back to it. The other part 
about this too is when so Jordan Poole comes out has this incredible preseason game right because right. everyone was wondering yeah, what's he, he going to be like okay? I thought he'd be in a mask right like yeah. that his face was broken Jordan Poole just got embarrassed in a way that few of us thankfully do not know about Wait, wait, got, wait. You've never been slugged. You know, I've never been slugged for the internet to make fun oh, of. The video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so many of us have gotten punched no, before. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've never gotten punched before. I hope that's not a surprise to anybody. But no, I've never been a fight before. But imagine, like, we're talking about, I could see a man being very embarrassed by this. I could see a woman being embarrassed by it. You know, you have something like this happens where you get punched and you go down like a sack of potatoes that is not great for your self-esteem. Yeah. That's not great for, let's just say, your ego. You got embarrassed and everyone on the internet is watching you get punched in the face. But you got sucker, come you out got and sucker just, punch, though. Well, not a lot of people think that because oh. there's this sort of, you know, there are a lot of people say, well, he pushed him. Jordan yeah, but he didn't put his, on. he never, his hands were down by his waist. He okay. clearly had no idea a punch was coming. You're getting caught in the details here. No, I don't think people think that. It's one thing to get your... Butt kicks. I think that was considered a sucker punch. You don't think that was a sucker punch or considered I, a sucker punch? I I, I do, yeah. but I think that you're, to him, this is someone in their 20s, you know, probably considers them so, to be a pretty tough guy. I mean, yeah. he made it all the way to the NBA. He's contributing to an NBA team. And you got embarrassed by a teammate. Like, someone showed you up. So I'd come out like a house on fire, too. Again, I don't think Draymond should get credit for that. I think Jordan Poole should get credit for that. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the Warriors finals run, they both uh, did a really good job of getting the hell out of the way so Steph Curry could <laughs> torch yes. the Celtics. Remember yeah. when Curry went on the bench, the Warriors fell apart? So yeah. Poole and Draymond really had nothing to do with anything at the no, end of the day. No, they're all supporting cast for yeah, Curry. Yeah, and Curry saved that team in the finals yep, by did. getting so hot. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, yes, you're right. Like, I would think that would be insane if Draymond Green got – if Jordan Poole's – up to 23 points a game this year. And people say, well, like, Draymond got him tough. That's ridiculous. Uh, please, like, can we not do that? Unless Jordan Poole, out of his mouth, says, I have Draymond Green to thank for kicking my ass and now I'm a better player. And we cannot fill in those blanks. That's not fair to Jordan Poole. I'm actually much more interested in how good Jordan Poole can be now. I'm very curious about where's his NBA career go. When Cur Curry's getting older, when he steps down, is Jordan Poole the volume shooter on that team? Well, that's an interesting thing to think about in the Steve Kerr connotation, right? Like that punch from Jordan and the way that Kerr will tell it. And now I think, I don't know how Michael Jordan tells the story, but like they went on to have so much success with the, with, with each other and Kerr hit some huge shots. Right. So it has this sort of fairy tale ending because the success was there, right. you know, it, I don't know if this is headed for that kind of fairy tale ending, but like, ultimately how much success the Warriors have this season is going to go a long way to determine whether or not this is the Jordan Poole story or if he can change the narrative. Well, I just looked up. He's only 23. Mm -hmm. He's going to sign a big deal after this year or during this year. So he's probably got eight more years possibly in Golden State where yeah. Draymond probably has one. Maybe. So I think Jordan Poole is going to go off on his own path. So I, I – I don't want to take credit for this because I heard the guys on Basketball Illuminati talking about it, and I thought it was a good point, which is – Jordan Poole is really going to have to do a lot for this not to be his like lasting thing. And the and what they brought up, and I think it was a smart analogy, was Ty Lue. Ty Lue. If I just say Ty Lue, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Got stepped over by Allen Iverson. How and about it, that? And the coach of the LeBron's coach. That's second. 
Think about it. Yeah, Second but... biggest comeback upset of all time in the NBA. Cavs coming back on the on the Warriors and winning in 2016. And the first thing we all think of is him getting stepped over by Iverson. Yeah. Like that is it's unfair, but we do it. It's like a, a, a just a word association. And right now, the word association with Jordan Poole is punched in the face by Draymond. Right. And so I don't know. But but I thought it was a good point that those guys made. I don't agree with that because Jordan Poole is a potential all-star. I mean, Ty Lue was a journeyman. Uh, Jordan Poole could go on to have five all-star seasons. And I don't think, yeah, we'll probably remember that ultimately, but it's totally different. Ty Lue, I don't remember being that good of a player. Was he? I remember. I I'm, just know Iverson stepped on him. <laughs> stepped yeah. over him. Yeah, Jordan Poole is going to be a much better player. He, he might be. I mean, Steph retires in three years. Jordan Poole could be a 27-point-a-game scorer. I mean, I think they're hoping he is. Yeah, the Warriors are. Or maybe he's not. I mean, first of all, I have no idea. Jordan Poole was at Michigan. I had no idea he was this good. He's a classic system player. We might want to point out. Well, it's a good system. He's the other thing about Ty Lue is he coached LeBron. I mean, so you get no credit. You get no credit. What if Jordan Poole had said, "I don't want to play with Draymond anymore"? Yeah, I would say Draymond would have an issue right there because I think the Warriors would commit to Poole over Draymond. I think so too. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to weigh in on the Draymond conversation. Coming up, we do have an update on another quarterback in the NFL. You're going to want to hear this. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Pete in Connecticut. Did you see a dragon in center field at Yankee Stadium last night? Was that real? Oh, what are you wow. doing with these questions? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. No one wanted, like, our picks for tonight or anything? The dragon in well, center no, field? No, I'm glad he brought that up because I thought I was hallucinating. I thought I was <laughs> yeah. severely dehydrated. And I'm like, is that a dragon that just flew into the Yankee Stadium? Yeah, well, it's okay. Bob Costas cleared it up last night as they were reading a promo for House of the Dragon he mentioned something about Orson Welles and about War of the Worlds and just made sure no one uh, thought that was a real dragon. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> the most respected you know, voice we have in sports media. But, Thank you, know, you, Bob, for telling us it's not a real dragon flying over the Bronx. I got a strong sense that Bob Costas was not literate in Game of Thrones. I got that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we were Which talking about it. Which is fine. <laughs> Everyone's got different taste. Uh, I I love misplaced promos. Like, Joe... <laughs> I just, I always remember Joe Buck. Every time in the fall, he has to promote some Fox show. Yeah. I just found that we this. we know it's all going to be, you know, ca- I, most likely canceled in the next yeah, six yeah, months. I just <laughs> found this wonderful thing. It's a, uh, it's a collection of Joe Buck promoting canceled Fox shows. Yeah, I've seen and it's it. like, oh, it's great. It's awesome. And it's like 15 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really long YouTube He's like, clip. Uh, uh, we have runners on first and second, but there's something wrong with Esther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always there's a lot of two totally broke all... girls or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember actually. Was it two broke girls? There's a show, Dark Angel, uh, America's Most Wanted uh, Terrorist. Wow, America's Most Wanted. That's a show throwback. called Millennium I've Never Heard of, New York Undercover. And the worst is when you have. A show that is not any good, and you don't know the actors, and they're in the crowd. Then, yeah, then strategically show, placed. Yeah, they're strategically yeah. It's like placed. Product placement. I think you need a level of star to put, especially in Yankee Stadium. Like you need, you can't just put some B-list actor in Yankee <laughs> Stadium. You need a star. Yeah, it's like they star on La Brea. Like but, wow, still trying to make La Brea happen. I remembered. So TBS, of course, is owned by. I believe they're owned by the same parent company as HBO. I can't even remember anymore. Mm. 
don't uh, know anymore. When, when I was at Dan Patrick's show, we were owned by, at some level, we were owned by HBO, TBS. So we yeah. were always promoting these weird things. Uh, <laughs> it never works. I don't know why they do it. Well, I think House of Dragons also seems like it's off to a pretty good start. Do you need a Yankees-Cleveland game? Is it now? I don't know. I mean, I'm still I know watching you like it. House of Dragon, but is this becoming okay, so this water is, cooler show? Well, it's it's weird for me to say like House of Dragon. Be, I feel weird saying it because the themes in it are not ones that I would generally like. Like, if you say you like House of Dragons, it doesn't mean you're condoning. Like, it doesn't mean I secretly like watching incest. I don't like that. Well, I gave up. I after, don't like that. I gave up after two episodes, and I'll tell you why. Because I have a problem with prequels. Because I know. You know, you're you're 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, and I know what happens there. The same thing is happening to me in the Lord of the Rings show. It's you a remember prequel. anything that happened in Game of Thrones? I don't remember anything. Well, I basically know at the end Jon Snow's alive, and like all this is like <laughs> irrelevant. This feels like a family squabble that they're pl- with dragons that they're playing out for eight episodes. Yeah, the dragons are the best part, and the <laughs> fact that Bob Costas said like. <sighs> Yeah. Those aren't real. <laughs> was <laughs> awesome moment. Well, yeah. I'll always remember way, where I was. It was kind of the highlight of that 4-1 game. <laughs> it was. I'll always remember where I was when Bob Costas told me the dragons aren't real. Ah, oh, bubble burst. 855-212-4CBS. Paul is in California. Wants to talk about Draymond Green. Hey, Paul. Maggie, Andrew, how are you guys? We're great, hey, Paul. Paul. Oh, man. Hey, first of all, I, I, I've told you this twice before. I love the show. Thank God you guys came to the CBS Network because I get you guys out here in California. Love, love, love the show. Oh, thank you. We yeah. love that we're on in California. Yeah, thanks, That makes Paul. us really happy. So, um, I, full disclaimer, I'm a diehard Laker fan. I grew up in Southern California. I bleed the purple and gold, but I've kind of adopted the Warriors since I moved up here 10 years ago, and my son loves, loves them. Uh, this whole Draymond thing, yes, I don't condone what he did at all. It was wrong, but he is so beloved up here. Mm. And uh, I don't think there's going to be any fallout from the fan base at all uh, with him. You know, Curry and Clay and him and Iguodala, the, the original four, walk on water. And the last thing I'm going to say is, Maggie, I pray for your bills every weekend because huh. the Monday show is so much better when you win. <laughs> I try not to bring it with me to work, Paul, you know, even though this is our job. Uh, thank you so much and love your enthusiasm. Paul just made me think of something, though, and I'm also praying that the Bills win. But what happens when they have the ring ceremony and Draymond gets introduced? Because Paul's saying they walk on water, yeah, right? The original. Yeah. But if you cheer him, like, and give him the extra exuberance, that's kind of an affront to Jordan Poole, who's also going to be standing right there. Well, what if you also <laughs> cheered Jordan Poole? Uh, this is yeah. going to be great awkwardness. What, when is this happening? Like, five <laughs> we minutes before the game? We got to mark our calendars. This is, a, this is, I mean, basically. Well, the season starts Tuesday. Is it right. Tuesday? Yeah, it's it Tuesday, Tuesday at 10.30 Eastern time is the tip-off. Yeah, I mean, like, let's you idiots, it. it's Tuesday. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> Well, the no, I know. It's Lakers-Warriors. Of course. Right. But anything that happens in basketball in October couldn't be more meaningless. So this is going to be the one. This will be the five minutes that the Maggie and Perloff show is focused on. <laughs> the awkwardness of this Because if you're a fan, like, what do you do? Because well, you cheer one guy, it's going to be a front to another guy. Well, now it says, like, Paul brings up a good point. Draymond does have a lot of loyalties, won a lot of rings there. So could I had one to... more, though, if he hadn't kicked LeBron in the junk. Probably. I mean. They were yeah. winning that series. Probably. It I was mean... Draymond getting suspended. Changed everything. Is Draymond really that important? He though? was back then. Was he? I mean, is he? 
You want to keep going around and around? I, I mean, don't Steph know. Curry was the most important. Yeah. yeah, but Curry's knee was a little banged up then. There was a lot going on that series. Yes, they probably would have won. They were up uh, 3-1. No, I, I'm well aware of what happened. But anyway, I don't. I still don't totally understand how much impact Draymond has on them winning. <laughs> I never will understand that because, uh, yeah, but I think they are going to cheer him. I think you're right. I think that they're going to support their guy. Yeah, and they local will. fan bases look past anything. In fact, things are far worse than this. Well, Crimes. yeah. No, I know. I mean, this one felt like it was not a crime. It felt like an assault, but it... it but it's not a crime, and way, nobody's saying it's a crime. Sorry to, to throw this in yeah. there. We haven't talked about Devontae Adams yet. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he got charged with a misdemeanor assault. Yeah. Um, do you think he's going to get suspended for a game? And do you think, I mean, fans are not going to boo him. They'll support him for this, right? I think they will, but it's different than the Draymond thing because this is like a teammate. That is a little bit more, um, I think, I don't know. I think that people are going to look past it with Devontae Adams. I do. But um, do you think I do I think, think he's going to get suspended? Gonna, I do. So isn't it funny that he's going to get suspended for a game and Draymond for pushing won't. a guy who fell on the ground and meanwhile Draymond dropped Jordan Poole. Yeah. Punch in the face. Looked like Jordan Poole was out unconscious basically. I mean the last thing the NFL wants is media members getting pushed or touched at all. Yeah. No, you don't want that and it looked it looked bad like no one's going to condone it, but I also think, you know, what's the right punishment there yeah because it felt also there's a harmless aspect to it too we don't think the guy got hurt although now there's a lawsuit yeah maybe a report that he has had a concussion i did see that he had a concussion do you know who else apparently had a concussion i'm not making light of this at all but you just jogged my memory apparently the guy who (laughs) who ran out onto the field yeah yeah yeah. and who was was you know out in the uh in the rams game yes He he now is claiming that's a thing. Concussions are hard to prove one way or the other. That was the most obvious concussion I think that we've had in the NFL over the last <laughs> three weeks. No disrespect to Tua or anyone else who had it or is in the concussion protocol. That dude who ran on the field who got dropped that by Bobby Wagner, that guy had a concussion, right? Probably you think he did? Yeah. He had no helmet on. I mean, the guy was out there with a <laughs> with a pink like uh Whatever he had, a sparkler type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, listen, he. I don't feel bad for him. He's like endangered yeah. a lot of people. Oh my God. You can't good. run out on the field. They don't know if you have a weapon. I mean, come yeah. on. Our society is crazy. Like, you cannot do that. You, I'm not going to say you deserve everything you got coming, but like, you were trespassing on the field. Of course, Bobby Wagner is going to come after you, but like, that guy definitely had a concussion. Is he suing? I know he. Yes. Yeah. Everybody sues. Um, yeah. It's interesting about concussions, by the way, and to take a dark turn. Concussions. We we got all fired up about Tua, but like I don't see this the sport being any safer. So yeah. Tua's back at practice he's, today. He's probably back gonna play this. Today. I know. You know who's in the concussion protocol? Remember I told you about the Lions defensive back? Yeah. So he's in the concussion Who protocol. Got taken out on an ambulance. The ambulance came onto the football field. Yeah. Nobody even noticed it. The ambulance came to the fifty-yard line, and they, you know, they thought it was a neck injury, but it turned out he was just out cold from a concussion. They so scary. Away. So and yeah, I just don't know that we're really making any progress on concussions. We had Chris Dawinsky on the show two weeks ago, and we were like, you know what, this is what they need to do, and it felt like there was hope to do something, but now I kind of feel lost on well, that. Well, they did make a change to the yeah, protocol, but even that's not going to help. It's not well, going to help. Teddy Bridgewater is not playing this week, so maybe it is helping. I mean, they took Bridgewater out of the game. Skylar Thompson came in, and now, according to the Dolphins, Skylar Thompson, the third stringer for Miami, is going to play against the Vikings this week. I mean. You could say that's some progress, definitely. Now, the the interesting thing 
uh, about like Tua, he's back at practice. This happened two weeks ago. So this means he's playing again this season, right? I would think so. Why would he be back at practice? I, and also, who's Skylar Thompson's backup, by the way? If Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> is in the concussion protocol, see, I know he was a yeah, third-string quarterback. Yeah, that's a great question. I think at that point, do you, you probably just go to whoever played quarterback in college or high school. So you're entering Sunday's game with no real backup then? I, they got to have somebody. Well, it's kind of like it, for the Giants, remember, it was Daniel Jones got hurt, Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and it was Saquon Barkley is ultimately right. the third guy because he runs a Wildcat. It, it's got to be something like that. Unless would, they sign no, no, someone else to the practice I think you got to sign somebody Somebody off. They, there's got to be a veteran who plays quarterback, right? At least you got to bring in somebody uh, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type. I don't oh, know. Ryan Fitzpatrick, that ship no, sails, No, I mean, like man. a guy, a, a, there's got to be some journeyman out there who wants a job, right? Cam. Why not bring in Cam? You might want to bring in Cam. No, Cam's not going to. No, call, you're going to bring in somebody who's friends with you. You know, it's like, go through your Rolodex. Who do you got? <laughs> Sean Mannion, does he have a job? I think Sean Mannion got cut in Minnesota. He'd be good. He's as good as <laughs> Skylar Thompson. <laughs> what are we playing, agent now? Uh, man, so... That is interesting. What do the Dolphins do? I mean, they went from a team that was probably one of the most interesting, a team that had so much buzz around them. Tua was off to a great start, and now the whole season feels like it's completely off the rails. And how is it going to feel when we watch Tua inevitably, it seems like, walk back onto a football field this year? It's going to be impossible to watch because you're going to be worried about him the whole time. Is it? Is anything impossible to watch? All these things happen in the NFL. We keep watching. That's true. By the way, you said that Teddy Bridgewater is a sign of progress. To me, that progress is meaningless. It does, people are going to get people are going to get concussions, and I think most of them are not caught. I think most of them, the guys, the fact that uh, Tua Tagovailoa had such a severe concussion against Buffalo and was able to play the second half is such a scary sign. These guys, it doesn't matter what protocol you put on. I, th- I feel like it's an impossible task. Well, I mean, they're trying to at least make the layers like harder for guys to I play am. or to come back in. I mean, in Bridgewater, it, quite frankly. That didn't look to the naked eye like, oh, he's definitely concussed, but he's out. He never came back in that game against the, against the Jets, and he's out this week. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah. I no, mean, I don't know how the Dolphins fans feel about you're it. Right. But... It's obviously better than putting the guy back in. I just Definitely. Feel like give your brain a chance to heal. At the end of the day, I think it's a very, it's an unavoidable danger of the sport. And no, you're right. Yeah. But think about with Tua, right? He had, we know, like, I know he passed the concussion protocol, but he's wobbly in the game against the Bills. Yeah. Then he gets knocked out in the game against the Bengals. Like, the fact that we're most likely going to watch him come back into a game, what if he gets knocked out again? I mean, we're talking about potentially, like, lifelong damage here. Absolutely. Oof. Uh, you know, another backup quarterback buddy of mine actually started a long time, Kevin Cobb. He was oh, yeah. in Buffalo. And I know. It was he was a supposed really, to be the starter. It was a really weird situation. His life, he finally got the Eagles starting job, and the first game, Clay Matthews, drilled him into the ground at the, I think it was at the link or the vet, one of them. And he never got his entire playing career, never had one concussion. After that, just concussion, concussion, concussion. Finally slipped on a mat in Buffalo, hurt his knee. And then like, and that's what ended his so, career. So he basically, he was going to be, the, no, he was going to be the starter. And EJ Manuel was going to be the backup. Right. But he hurt his knee. So yeah. he kind of lost a job to EJ Manuel. So he went out in a preseason game. He's like, I have to run to prove I can lead this team. Did a running play, a four-yard gain, boom, hit his knee in a preseason game, career over. They're like, the Man. doctor said, if you play again, you're risking just scrambling your entire brain. Oh, my goodness. And it was none of these are huge hits either. That's the really scary part. It's not 
It's not always some dramatic hit. It can be just an average NFL play. Yeah, it's so scary. Yeah, I mean, you have a son. Uh, The NFL is watching this. They know that people are going to be scared of the sport. Yeah, I mean, he's three, so we've got some. (laughs) By the time my kid will be playing football, they'll definitely be playing flag. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL is seven-on-seven by the time my kid (laughs) gets to the point where he would be possibly playing. Has has your son shown any aptitude for football? Does he got good moves? No, he'll watch it, though. He doesn't like watching sports on TV. He's three. We try not to let him watch too much TV anyway. But he he will actually sit there and watch a little bit of football. The other sports, he doesn't, he'll get up. Really? The go. one that he likes is football? Yeah, that's the one. Maybe it's his mommy gets so intense on Sundays with football. I don't know. I mean, I'm watching baseball. He doesn't definitely doesn't want to watch the Mets game with me. I mean, listen, he's, he's a smart kid. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, I know. How about I mean, your uh, your Phillies getting delayed tonight? How about David Robertson? Yeah. One. I mean, what we keep getting stories like this. The guy is first of all, he's already old as dirt. How old is David Robertson? Is he forty? Yeah, but he still throws gas out of the bullpen. Sure, and yeah, he does. He gets hurt as he's celebrating the Phillies <laughs> going to the DS to the divisional series, yeah. and now he's out. He's thirty-seven. Now, wait, Apologies. actually, I have to read the story again. I think he was just celebrating a home run, right? It was a Bryce Harper <laughs> home run. He, uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, the guy is a—he's an excitable dude. No, Pitched I, at Bama. Listen, yeah, listen. The Phillies are on stolen time right now. No, but the getting hurt while celebrating—that yeah. it's what an awful way to go out. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess it's better than getting hurt if you like punch the wall or something like that, the self-inflicted wound. But you 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 look like such a tool no, when you get hurt celebrating. It's the worst way. Remember one of the Grammaticas uh, yes. tore their ACL celebrate. That being said, there's no logic to this Phillies run, and the weirder stuff that happens, they keep it going. I I know they're delayed. I think this is going to help the team somehow. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know what's happening. I don't understand this run, Maggie. I'm, I, I expect the bottom to fall at any minute. Perloff definitely thought the game was in Philly. <laughs> it's in I'm Atlanta. Like, how could it be raining? You're like, in, we're 90 miles away. It's, it's not like, raining no rain here. here. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Stu. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. <laughs>